0: Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Moroni, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. All right, Eric, we're in chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians, where we find the Apostle Paul referring to the Corinthian church as being, this is King James, carnal. He says, and I, brethren, cannot speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk, and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it; neither yet now are ye able, for ye are yet carnal. You're yet carnal. You're you're living fleshly. You're living worldly, as some other translations yes, mentioned.
1: The, the way I remember it is, is, I like chili con carne, which means chili with meat, and so the word carne in Spanish, I don't speak Spanish, means meat, and so meat is flesh. Uh, when the, the term carnal does mean fleshy or fleshly. I believe the NIV also uses the word worldly as mm-hmm. a synonym for that.
0: All right. Now, let's not confuse our listeners because he makes reference to I fed you with milk in verse two and not with meat, implying they should be eating meat. So he's talking about meat in a totally different way there. In chapter two, he's talking about meat oh, yes. as food to eat that's nourishing, whereas when you just made reference to meat being carnal, you're talking about a person who is fleshly and so that that's two different words to I don't want to confuse our listeners here with with that so <laughs>
1: yes I, I suddenly see how that could be confusing um no the word carnal here is intended to be a contrast to the word spiritual it's the and we've i think we've uh, recognized that the, the the bible refers to a contrast or conflict between the flesh and the spirit
0: especially in, middle, in book of galatians
1: yeah uh chapter 5 in chapter 5 we see that the, there's a the warning that the flesh desires against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are contrary to the, the flesh. and These two are opposed one to another so that you can't do the things that you want to do. And then earlier in the same chapter, it, it talks about the works of the flesh are evident: adultery, fornication, lasciviousness, idolatry, murder, envy, witchcraft, etc. Versus the but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering. There is a contrast between the works of the spirit in your life, that means the Holy Spirit, and the works of the flesh, which means your own appetites. And, and that,
0: and just to be more specific, there the the words used. It's the fruit of the Spirit, not the works of the Spirit. Oh, yes. It's the works of the flesh. It's what we work out of our flesh, but we cannot work spiritual things ourselves. It is the fruit of the Spirit's working in our hearts and lives.
1: Yes, thank you. Just a little
0: distinction there.
1: Absolutely important to keep to keep there.
0: So back in chapter 3, he's referring to these saints. He's already declared that they are sanctified back in chapter 1, verse 2. We're talking about 1 Corinthians now. But then in chapter 3, these sanctified people that he's writing to, he calls them carnal. Fleshly. Why? uh, Because their behavior, right?
1: Their their behavior is not befitting the behavior you would expect of a Christian. You do expect some growth and maturity, and right now they're acting in an
0: immature or childish way. And we see a couple of those ways they're being immature in the following chapters. For example, in chapter 5, there is a man in their fellowship who takes in, apparently she's become a widow, to his father, so his stepmother, he takes her into his home, but then she becomes his sexual partner. This is not good.
1: Uh, yes, this is not good. Now he may have thought it was being a good thing, and it even says that you know that you and the Corinthian church are proud of this because uh, she's not married by, she's not related to him by blood, but by marriage. But they don't recognize that the reality of marriage does change, the two become one flesh, as another example of the mm-hmm. word flesh here. Um, the, the marriage covenant means that no longer can you treat this person as a stranger. She has to be treated exactly the same as a mother, and so therefore it becomes a crime of incest.
0: So, you know, it says they're proud of this. Now, the only way I can relate to that today is I do know of some churches, and I've heard some pastors brag about how their church is so affirming and accepting and welcoming that people come and become a part of their fellowship and it regularly attend who embrace lifestyles that are ungodly. They continue in rampant sin in their lives, and, and the pastors are proud to say, look how loving and accepting we are. These Look at the lifestyles they're living, and they feel accepted in our body. Now, we do believe as Christians we should be welcoming to all people. We should be accepting of all people, but there is a line to be drawn as to whether or not they're a part of our body in terms of, per se, uh, to use this language, the membership of the church there's a higher level of expectation for those who belong to Jesus and are formally part of our fellowship and we cannot tolerate unbounded sin the
1: Bible says that Jesus is the one who receives sinners. this man receives sinners and he welcomes them, but the thing is he welcomes them for the uh, for the purpose of saving them from their sins, not saving them and and justifying their sins. The Bible says his name will be called Jesus because he will save us from our sins, not save us in our sins.
0: He welcomes us and then he changes us. And if a person refuses to be changed by the grace of God, uh, that's a problem. If they're going to be a, remain a part of our fellowship and actually be part of our body, we're welcoming them to come here. They're welcome, we welcome them to come to taste and see that the Lord is good, but we don't necessarily welcome them in a way that fully endorses their sinful choices or their sinful lifestyle.
1: Now, certain kinds of sins will be difficult to put away, but certain kinds of sins must be put away. Like for example, we know that there are some things we would call, a, say a life dominating sin, like say alcoholism, for example, that are much more difficult to give up or some kinds of addictions can be more difficult to give up than some, and also some you know, people are so wired that they can give things, certain things up immediately and other people have a lifelong struggle with it. And so there has to be a, a tolerance and a understanding that there are different levels of growth and, and different growth rates for, for people.
0: Along with that, we also want to recognize what is the intent of their heart? What is the evidence of them seeking to overcome sin? If there's no evidence that they're seeking to overcome sin, but they, they actually embrace wholeheartedly and rejoice in and for lack of a better term, take pride in their sin, that's a problem. But if they're fighting that sin, we can be extremely patient. We receive sinners as Christ receives sinners. We're all works in progress. Many of us have sins. We're still wrestling with this to, to this day, but that's the key. We're wrestling with these sins. We're trying to overcome them because Jesus has changed our heart
1: yes and and there are also a large number of what we call hidden sins that aren't as obvious as the case that it's here probably the most uh egregious hidden sin in, in america today is is pornography mm-hmm. which has uh the capacity the ability to be hidden from nearly everyone that you talk to
0: that is a great point eric and we don't want to shame those who are caught in particular sins or struggling with hidden sins we want to rather offer hope and say hey bring it out into the light find a brother or sister in christ of your own gender particularly in something of this nature sexual, whether it's pornography or or whatever it might be, and talk to a brother or sister in Christ, confess that sin. Seek help. Seek hope. One of our recent episodes in our weekly interview episode, we interviewed Calvin Charles who had this secret sin of pornography. So I encourage our listeners to go back and listen to that episode and hear how he found hope. Hear how his wife helped him with that and hear how God was able to overcome that in his life. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville and is copyrighted by Brett Amirani, 2022.